The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox and Jay Llewellyn are here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. You can find out more at donfox.net or you can call them at IG Private Wealth Management at 905 972 7420. Good morning, gentlemen. Happy New Year to you all. Yeah, Happy New Year, Scott. Back happy New Year, you. Scott. Yeah. Here's, ho- here's hoping that this year starts off a little better than the last one ended. No kidding. 2022 is here. Who, you know, 2021 ripped by. I don't know about you two, but it literally I just all of a sudden it was December. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, maybe this one will It'd be nice to say, OK, we got rid of the masks. That would be a great start. Yeah, really? Yeah, I don't think that's happening anytime soon, though. <laughs> it was yeah. on my wish list. Yeah. I didn't get it for Christmas. <laughs> so I guess as we start off the new year, we're going to update some financial numbers here. What do we, how do you start off the new year after a pandemic or in the middle of one? Yeah, yeah well, we, so- don't, we, we don't have the financial numbers yet as far as what the performances were. They're all kind of tabulating. It's uh, the first week. I guess everybody's a little slow getting all those out. But uh, yeah, we'll have those for next week, I'm sure. But, oh, there's all sorts of things to talk about. And I know Jay's starting off. Yeah, so uh, there's all kinds of different things. So uh, from RSP maximums to TFSA limits to uh, tax brackets, there's there's a, numerous things that have changed or change every year that the government implements. Um, so I'll just go through a quick list. And there's going to be a lot of numbers that we're going to go through today. So uh, bear with me. I hope I don't get in, caught in the minutiae too much in the numbers, but uh, hopefully it's entertaining enough that and informative enough that people can uh, to grasp onto this. So we'll get right into it. We'll start about uh, RSP maximums. Uh, for 2022, the maximum limit is 29,210. So this limit is, is based on um, an 18% of your income. So if you make $162,000 and in $277, 18% of that is 29,210. So um, the maximum is 29,210. But if you, if you made 100,000, let's say your maximum is only 18,000. A lot of people will have carry forward room that's that's happened from the years past. So um, that limit maybe is cumulative and it won't won't be that exact amount. Um, So depending on what you contributed in years past, um, every year you contribute or every year you earn an income, you you make 18% of your earnings that is allowable to contribute to your RSPs. So that's a a good thing to do. Um, If you're looking to max out and you did did make over 162,000, just for argument's sake or or information, it's $2,434 that you have to contribute a month. Seems like a lot of money, um, but better do it on a monthly basis than do it on an annual basis um, and wait till the last minute. $30,000 to do at the last minute is is uh, is a big chunk of change for sure. Um, TFSA limits, they haven't changed. Uh, 2022, they're staying at $6,000. However, um, that's a cumulative number as well, similar to RSPs, but um, it's not based on your income. Everyone um, age 31 years of over or 31 years of age or older has 81,500 room if you've never contributed to your RSPs or sorry, to your TFSAs. So you don't lose that amount. If you, if you uh, are 31 years old, you've got $81,500 room and that continue, continues to accumulate over time. So if you've never contributed, now's a good time to start. Um, a lot of people haven't been spending money during this pandemic. It's been going on for the last two years. So if you've got money sitting in your bank account, 
account, um, definitely start looking into a TFSA. And one of the one things that people that, you know, go ahead, Don. And, and, yeah, and that's uh, and that is per person. So you know, some people think that's often like a per couple number. So that's per person. So of course, if you're married or have a partner, then you'll just double that number: eighty-one thousand five hundred times two, so one hundred sixty-three thousand dollars. And that, you know, it is a gift. That TFSA is the best thing since sliced bread. And if we can keep using that and accumulating tax-free growth, literally there's nothing better. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Um, yeah, I just did a quick calculation uh, the other day. And if you maximized your, your TFSA, <clears throat> excuse me, if you maximized your TFSA uh, since 2009 when it was implemented, um, putting that money in at the beginning of the year, uh, the lump sum deposits, you have over almost $116,000 at a 5% growth rate. So that, uh, that limit of 81,500 is, is one thing, but the compounding growth on, on an investment that's growing tax-free is, is very powerful to so have 116,000. And to your point, Don, if there was two people doing that, you know, you've got over $230,000 in your tax-free savings account, great way to augment your RSPs or your uh, retirement savings plan. So excellent point, Don. Um, maximal pensional earnings, pensionable earnings uh, for 2022 is $64,900, uh, which, which equates to $31 an hour. So if you make $31 an hour or over $64,900 a year, you've maxed out your CPP. So that means that um, over the course of your, your working years, if you've contributed the maximum amount into your CPP for 39 years, of the years you were working from ages 18 to 65, um, you'll get the maximum benefit for CPP. So that's another thing that people, you know, think that they're going to be taken care of in their CPP and they don't really realize if they've contributed the maximum amount into their CPP. And, you know, a, a long time, 39 years of, of working. So some people retire at an early age um, before before the age of 55, even, you know, that freedom 55 type thing that people say, if you retire before the age of 55, you haven't got all the, the 39 years in to, to maximize your CPP. So uh, the maximum benefit for CPP is, is $1,203 starting in January of 2022. But a lot of people don't qualify for that because they haven't contributed the most. Don, you had a point? Yeah, they've, uh, the one thing a lot of people don't realize, they do allow seven dropout years. So if you, you know, yeah went yeah. away, uh, uh, started working later because of university or, or whatever the case is, um, child looking after the kids for a few years, you, you know, you're allowed those seven dropout years and still you can make up the difference later. So, you know, you don't have to go right to 65. In fact, a little later I'll be talking about it might make sense stopping your CPC, CPP contributions if you max them out. So it's quite the opposite too, Jay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, and that's seven years. So even looking at the, the number from 18 to 65, if you did work from years 18 to 65, like we said, um, that's more than the 39 years you need to qualify. So if you and if you work past 65, you know, a lot of people are working past the age of 65 now. So um, there's definitely room for you to catch up and, and maximize that if you haven't to this point. Um, maternity leave, parental leaves, things like that. Um, uh, so th those all come into play. Uh, another another number that's uh, 
that's been, you know, during COVID, a lot of people have been getting these COVID relief plans and things like that and unemployment insurance. So unemployment insurance is another maximum that comes into play. Um, you have to make $60,300 a year to qualify or to contribute to the maximum to your EI benefit. So if you think that you've, you've, you're going to get the maximum EI benefit, which is $638 a week, if you're not making $60,000 a year, you don't qualify for the full amount. Now, COVID's put different programs in place, so you may, may qualify for different programs. Um, maternity leave, parental leave, those types of things definitely come into play. But um, again, don't, don't count all your eggs in one basket if you think you're going to be getting the maximum for unemployment insurance if you, if you haven't made over $60,000. Uh, lifetime capital gains exemption, that's increased as well. Uh, it was 892,000 and change. Now it's 913,000. This is a great, great uh, increase for business owners. So during pandemic, again, a lot of business owners considering selling their business or reevaluating where they are uh, during this time, selling to, to selling to the next generation, just getting access, <clears throat> excuse me, getting access to capital during their during the retirement a lot of business owners look at look at their business as as the retirement nest egg and and justifiably so because a lot of these business owners have built a business um that have that have come to a point where it's it's a substantial amount don you had a point yes the you know and that's uh not per business that's per shareholder Correct. So if yep. the husband and wife own the business and they're equal shareholders, you know, there's, there's a $913,000 each. So that's a heck of a capital gain. And if you can utilize that and sell the shares to the, in part of your succession plan to the next uh, owner of the company, uh, great windfall. It's always great not to pay income tax on gains. And this is one of the few ways you can farmers also get the same benefit. No, absolutely. <clears throat> Uh, low interest loans, that's uh, another thing. The, the interest rate for low interest loans to family members is 1%. That stayed the same for a while now. Um, a lot of parents are lending money to kids to buy homes. Shows in the past, we've talked about um, how parents are lending money to children, um, gifting it, um, and different things. So you can lend money to your children, um, and it's a good way to transfer transfer some of your funds to, to your children and set it up as a loan as opposed to a gift. Um, 1% is an, a substantial amount of interest on a loan. And I just think it's a good way to, to protect yourself as well, as far as giving money to, kill, to children. If it, it forms part of your principal residence and you're married, um, that those funds now become part of the family unit. And if anything happens to the, the separation or a marital breakdown, um, those funds, those funds, form part of the family assets. So if you did it in a loan structure, you can structure it in a way, and I don't want to get into the, the, the weeds with this too much, but you can structure, yeah. you can definitely structure it in a way so that you could lend the money to the kids. And, and it's uh, fairly complicated to say, Jane, that's almost a whole show on its own. But yeah. um, the one point to be taken from this is with the lower interest rates um, during COVID, that uh, the prescribed loan rate was 1%. It was higher than that. It went up to over 2%. So this is a great opportunity to do a spousal loan if uh, under today's interest rates, if it makes sense for you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just one more, th a couple more things here. The basic personal amount. So the, the amount of money that you can make in, in Canada or Ontario, sorry, um, and, and not pay any tax has been raised to $14,398. So that's your personal exemption amount. Um, $14,398 $14, you can make in, in Ontario and pay no tax. Um, so again, another show all in itself on marginal tax rates. I won't get into that too much, but basically um, they've raised that amount by, by about 
2.1 or 2.3%, which is great. Um, most of the benefits that we talked about today have been raised by about 2.4%. And that's an increase um, over, over year over year. And that's, it's pretty consistent year over year, um, where inflation was at 4%. So we're really not keeping pace with inflation so much with with those benefits and the way they're increasing. So, um, you know, a lot of those facts that uh, that we've gone through are a little overwhelming, maybe, and a lot of numbers, and I had a lot more points to go through, but we're kind of short on time here. But um, by all means, please reach out to, to Don or I, um, and we'll get through the minutia and, and help you through that um, uh, as your certified financial planners. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox and Jay Llewellyn are here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. You can find out more at donfox.net or you can call them at IG Private Wealth Management at 905-972-7420. Going to take a quick break here. We're coming back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox and Jay Llewellyn are here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. You can call them at IG Private Wealth Management at 905-972-7420. We're talking about uh, drawing from the corporation. What does that mean, Don? Yes. Um, you know, as Jay just mentioned about, you know, people going through the pandemic and maybe finally saying, you know what, that's enough. I'm going to use up that capital gains exemption that's available and I am going to retire. And so, you know, they've worked so hard all these years, you know, as, as we said in previous show, I think with Ron Foxtroff, you know, he's putting in 70, 80 hours a week, same idea that that's very common for business owners. And then at the end of the day, they end up with their business with often a lot of money sitting in the corporation, because as a small business owner, you, you qualify um, most times, most businesses do anyway, as long as your incomes are not too high. Um, they qualify for the small business deduction. So you're paying tax at, you know, 13, 14, 15% over the years. And nobody really wants to take the money out of it because, you know, then you have to pay personal tax on it. So it's almost like a big RSP sitting in the corporation and people often use that for their retirement. On top of that, they've been paying themselves incomes and they've got RSPs. So I've come across a number of people and I said, this is great, Don. I've done a, I've worked my butt off for all these years and I've got two, two pots of money. I have RSP money and I have money sitting in my corporation and both they have to pay tax on. And it's been great. Deferring is fantastic. And they would not have had as much money sitting there had they not deferred the tax. But at the same time, you know, old, old habits die hard and it's hard to start paying the tax on it. So how do we decumulate? There, everybody, you know, I, the wealthy seem to be very good at accumulating and it's, it's a different mindset altogether about let's spend some money. Let's enjoy this money. So what not to do? Here's the first thing. This do not do this. You've retired. Do not continue paying yourself a salary because a salary is a deduction for the business against the business income. Well, if the business isn't existing anymore, there is no business income. So they cannot legitimately just uses as a deduction anymore. And it can't be really used against their investment income. So it is 
for business income. So that's one thing. First of all, and the secondly is if you take a salary, continue taking a salary, it's taxed at your personal tax bracket, which is a higher rate um, versus other sources of income, which we'll get into. Um, the big one, actually, and Jay mentioned about Canada Pension Plan. Well, if you're paying yourself as a salary, uh, personally, you've got to continue to pay Canada Pension Plan and the corporation has to match it. So at the, at the end of the day, it's 4.5, sorry, 5.45% overall is the amount of CPP contributions you're making. So if you're maximized your CPP, it ends up, you're paying $3,200 in Canada Pension Plan premium between your corporation and yourself personally. Now, the other part of this is you might, may have already hit your CPP max. So you're making this payment and you're getting zero benefit because you've done your 39 years, as Jay was mentioning previously. And so you're already at your max. You're getting your $1,203 a month. And if you pay yourself a salary, you're actually just giving the money away with no benefit at all. So I highly recommend that you do not pay a salary from the business on this. And so the other part is a lot of business owners, they, they're so used to just having their expenses just coming out of the business. It's a great deal. They got their phone bill coming out of there. They got their internet. They got some car expenses. And, you know, they're all legitimate expenses while you're running the business. But that may not be the case anymore. You're, you've got this holding company is really what you end up with and you don't have an active business. So you literally cannot be taking an expense for the cell phone and all these different expenses. In fact, if you do and you get audited, this will be added to your personal income for the year, which isn't all that good for you anyway. So you end up with a, a few pots of money and you know a lot of people just automatically say, I'm going to get my candidate pension plan. And when I, as soon as I retire, I'm going to get that old age security as soon as I hit 65. And I'm going to take out some RSP income and we're going to take out my business income. It sounds great in theory, but you can defer your Canada pension plan until you're 70. We've talked about that in previous shows. You can also defer your old age security until you're 70. So why would you do this? Well, really your Canada pension plan if you uh, were to defer it till 70, you get a 42% bump in your Canada pension plan by waiting till 70. So as Jay mentioned, if you're at the max at about $1,200 per month, it would get bumped up to $1,704. So that's a sizable, that's over a $500 increase by waiting till you're 70. Old age security, on the other hand, it doesn't get quite the generous bump, but still decent. It gets a 36% bump. So you'll go from 626 a month to $851 a month. So as an individual, if you, if you just took it at 65, you'll have 1,200 plus 626. So you'll end up with 1,826 a month of, call it government pensions. Well, if you wait till 70, you'll end up with $2,555 a month. That's a $729 increase. And that's per person. So if your spouse was in the business with you, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll get double that. So you'll end up with $1,460 practically of an increase by waiting till you're 70. Now, there's also part of this too. And so I don't want to wait till I'm 70. I know I've, I've worked all this time. But what you really want to do is give yourself a break here because here's a chance to take your money out of your business and 
we talked about many times is how the old age is clawed back at $80,000. Well, I just had our clients in the office recently, and again, business owners trying to figure out how to get the money out. And I said, well, what if we move your money, your income up to 150,000? Let's just give up on the old age security. You know, who cares? Take a, take, you know, give it yourself an OAS holiday. And I honestly, when I say who cares, I, I have a tough time even saying that myself because I do care. I, I do everything to try to maintain that old age security. But you, you put on all this time, you've got all this money. It could be million, you know, million dollars in your RSP, million dollars sitting in your, your holding company, and you feel poor because you can't get your hands on it. And you've got these government pensions coming in. And so I said, you know what, let's take a break. Let's get your income right up to 150,000. And, you know, if it was uh, RFP income, that would be taxed at 43.41%. If it was dividend income from your holding company, it would only be taxed at 36%. So a great way to take funds out. Yes, you lose your old age security, but that would be lost anyway, once you get over about $128,000. So, you know, you'll get some funds in. From there, you can actually take some money, you know, top up the TFSA, as Jay mentioned. Give, and if you just did it for one year, you could actually say, okay, every other year, I'll collect my old age security. Now, if you deferred your old age security until 70, this is even better because now you can bring your income all the way up till 150,000. Doesn't affect your old age security because you're not collecting it anyway. And later on, when you do start collecting it, you've got a, a big increase in your old age security by 36%. So it can have a win-win. The, the biggest issue I find is a lot of people just haven't sat down with a, see a certified financial planner. They haven't worked out what is the most efficient way to take my money out. Now, when I say efficient, it's not simply let's avoid the tax. That might be more or less an accountant's viewpoint. Let's try to avoid the tax at all costs. I'm, I'm quite the opposite. I say, okay, yeah, that's great. Let's do that. But we want to have fun. You know, you didn't work all this time simply to say, okay, great, I got these two big pots of money and I can't spend it. No, the whole idea is to maximize fun. And yeah, fun is not paying too much tax, but fun is also having money in, in the bank so that you can go on ski trips, you know, do whatever you want to do. Uh, you know, uh, enjoy yourself. Yeah, one of the things, Don, that you're mentioning, you know, to be the devil's advocate with you delaying your CPP and delaying your OAS, if you do have a big, big sum of money in your RSPs and you've delayed your OAS and delayed your CPP, if you haven't taken out your RSPs at the required age and you've left it until you're 72, now you've got a big tax problem. You know, you've got all this money in your RSPs, you've got a, a large OAS coming in, you've got a large CPP coming in. So to be the other side of the coin, you want to make sure that you've sat down with someone and worked out those numbers and gone through a, a detailed financial plan where, where you know exactly where that sweet spot is on where you should be taking money out. If you should be taking money out of your RSPs prior to at 65 or 60 um, and drawing an income from your RSPs prior to prior to the required age where they, where they mandate you to start taking money out. We had a client come in the office recently that thought they didn't have to take money out because they didn't need the money. They had pensions coming in. So they, they thought that they didn't, they weren't required to take money out. So they didn't think they should take money out and they left the money in their RSPs amassed a million dollars in their RSPs. Plus they've got two pensions plus the CPP plus OAS. And now they've created a tax bomb. Um, so definitely want to work through those numbers prior to retiring, you know, coming in and seeing one of us and working through those numbers and seeing where that sweet spot is for sure.
Absolutely. And it, it is, it's a, it's a bit of a, you know, <laughs> moving, moving uh, a shell game in a way, just moving it around, trying to say, okay, how do we avoid the tax? And one way, again, is to do this is that big tax bomb, as Jay mentioned, we, we call it a tax bomb because if you keep deferring it, eventually you have to pay tax on this. And it, like it blows up in your face, 53.53% tax bracket if you make over 220000 Who the heck wants to pay that? As we've talked about many times, that should almost be illegal. But I, actually, it should be illegal. That's just too much. <laughs> but anyway, um, so, so I actually worked out with a client. If we took the funds now, paid the tax at 43% and looked at them to living till 90, it made more sense than them paying 53% later. And they got the money to spend now. And so this whole idea of deferring does not make sense as you get older. And so this, this worked out quite well. Um, both, both business owners were quite pleased. I says, okay, so this makes no sense to defer. It says, absolutely. It actually costs you money to defer it. And you get to have fun. So another uh, ways to get income is dividend income. The positive side of getting income is you pay less tax. It works out to about 10% less tax if you get dividend income. Um, also, you can split this income with, your spouse or come law, um, certainly if they're a business, um, if they're shareholders. And it, you got to be a little tricky with that because they could be, if they're in the same class of shareholder as you are, and let's just say you're all class A shareholders, you have to pay each shareholder the exact same amount. But if your your spouse is a, a B shareholder and you're an A shareholder, then you can pay the spouse any dollar amount as a dividend and you a different one, depending what which makes most tax wise. So again, this is a great discussion to have with your financial planner and your accountant to see what is the amount you should be taking out as, as a dividend. Uh, the other uh, side of a dividend income is you can you get to recover some of this corporate tax refund. And so as a as a uh, owner of a company, as you're paying dividends, there's this corporate tax refund you do qualify, and quite often this tax refund could be greater than the personal tax. So to pay dividends is the only way to get this refund back. So it's a, again, this is where your accountant should be working on what's the most efficient way business-wise to take an income. Uh, the negative about taking dividend income is it gets grossed up. So let's say, uh, and if you're uh, getting that small business deduction, you would get what's called an other dividend. It's, no, it's a non-eligible dividend. And the gross up is 15%. So if you got $50,000 in dividends, it shows up on your income that you got $57,500, even though you didn't make that because you get this thing called the dividend tax credit later. But the worst part is this extra $7,500, this gross up of $7,500, this is added to your net income, which also you end up losing your old age security on money you're not even receiving. So this extra $7,500, you'd actually lose $1,125 of old age security if you're in a clawback situation. So again, part of the puzzle, how, what's the best way to get your income and, and get your income up to that 80,000 after the gross up? Um, there's also something called a CDA account, a capital dividend account. Now this is a great place to get some money out of the business. If you've got investments inside your corporation, you can sell them and half the capital gain is taxable as we all know, but half the capital gain is tax-free. And that tax-free portion can flow through the shareholders of the company tax-free. What a great way to take that money out. So you've got these assets and they may have gone up. Let's say you bought some stocks and we'll just take uh, 
you know, Shopify, nice Canadian company has gone up a lot in the last few years. Well, if you sold it, you get this capital gain. Well, the company has to pay the tax on it. It's, it's sitting in your corp, but the tax free portion can then flow directly to you as a shareholder and not pay tax on it. So this is a way to get around that old age security clawback is, is because it would not even show up. It just is tax free. Uh, so at the end of the day, it's trying to sell those assets. Now, other ways you can get around things is to do an estate freeze. If you do this early enough, that means any future growth would go to your kids. So you're not stuck with this massive tax bill down the road. Let your kids have some of this tax bill. And by the way, they also qualify for that, the capital gains exemption, which as Jay mentioned is over 900,000 now. Life insurance. Uh, again, this is more of an estate plan, but you can have life insurance inside your corp. And you know, down the road, it, that means that goes into that capital dividend account, which is tax free. So that would flow through and a great way to help the kids or the beneficiaries pay for all the ongoing tax. So at the end of the day, it's all about trying to create an efficient plan. But remember, at the, you really want to live. You still want, you know, you worked hard, enjoy what you've done, sit down with a certified financial planner and come up with a plan that makes sense on a tax position, but more importantly, on a life planning decision. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson, Don Fox, and Jay Llewellyn are here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. You can find out more at donfox.net or call them at IG Private Wealth Management at 905-972-7420. Going to take a quick break here. We're coming right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox and Jay Llewellyn are here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. You can find out more at donfox.net or you can call them at IG Private Wealth Management at 905-972-7420. All right, we're talking about financial resolutions. I guess it is the time of year to be doing this. Yeah, for sure. So a lot of people make resolutions, all kinds of fitness resolutions and financial resolutions and different types of health resolutions. Um, you know, there's a there's a financial hangover, not just, not just a hangover from the New Year's Eve party, but a financial hangover <laughs> that, that often happens. And and people look at their credit card statements and, and are wondering what happened during the Christmas time. So this year might be a little different, but I doubt it. Um, so a lot of people during this time are thinking, okay, how do we revisit this? And they're, they're really throwing their arms up and saying, you know, what are we going to do different this year? What can we do differently that, that makes a big difference in the way we look at the end of the year? Net worth, cash flow, whatever it may be. So saving more, obviously. Putting a budget together, saving more—that's that's number one. Um, that's it. That's an easy one. Putting money in RSPs, putting money in the tax-free savings account. Earlier in the show, we talked about RSPs, how the limits gone up, and how you can maximize that. Putting money in TFSAs, how how that compounding growth in there can be very effective. Uh, spending less, obviously. That's you know, spend less, save more. That's that's the typical thing. Um, the one thing that Don and I do—it's kind of interesting. We we set a day aside or a couple hours aside in April, and we look and we review, review our bills. So you look at your cell phone bill, 
and it, it starts to creep up. And often you don't, you don't notice it, but it was, you know, let's say it was $100. Now it's $106. Now it's $112. And you don't know why. So give the cell phone company a call and ask them what's going on. So that, that goes the same with your internet, your cable, your car insurance even. Uh, go through your car insurance and see if there's ways to save. Give them a call. Spend, spend a couple hours and go through all your utilities even. Uh, subscriptions. Uh, that you're paying for apps. Uh, a lot of people buy these apps and then never use them again. They're on their iPhones, but they don't really use them. So do they really need to be paying a subscription or an annual fee for this? Monthly memberships, so gym memberships. A lot of people are trying to get fit and, and they think they're going to use these gym memberships and, and they don't. Um, or, or they buy some fancy gym equipment last year. What was the, what was the big thing done last year? Peloton. So those, I think a lot of Pelotons are clothes hangers now. That was, <laughs> that, that was a cool thing last year, but you know, you can sell that a lot of people are still, and this is a great time to sell the, the fitness equipment, right? Um, it, people it's, are, a, it's so funny though. When it talks about fitness is it's almost a guilt. It's almost an admission that you will never get fit. By, by quitting the gym membership. And, and and trust me, the gym memberships are great at giving you some guilt too. Then you got that clothes hanger, otherwise, AKA Peloton or or what have you. And again, it's like, okay, I've admitted I'll never get fit. So it's, <laughs> but yeah. you know what? Um, it, it's try a different thing. You know, if that's not working, there's other ways to get fit, right? Yeah, no, for sure. So yeah, your financial fitness is, is one thing for sure. So building up, building up an, an emergency fund. So put some cash aside. I know it's tough. Some people are living paycheck to paycheck, but building up an emergency fund, especially during the pandemic, I think a lot of people have found that they're, they're, they're a little bit more weary of what's going on in the world. So building up an emergency fund is a great way to, to have a, a great resolution to have. Another thing is take advantage of low interest rates. So if you've got a mortgage right now or you've got high interest loans, look at the call the bank and, and spend a couple hours with the bank or a couple minutes with the bank and, and find out what your options are. Interest rates have never been really lower than they are right now, and they're set to increase. So why not call the bank now, lock in at a lower rate, and give yourself an opportunity to get rid of some of that debt. So that, that Christmas debt that's accumulated, if it's in credit cards, look at rolling that into a line of credit, a secured line of credit, which would be at would be ultimate with at a low interest rate. Um, we're not too keen on using Christmas spending, rolling that into your mortgage because you end up paying for Christmas gifts over the over the next 25 years. So you don't want to do that. But set yourself up on a payment plan so that you're 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 regimented to pay off those Christmas gifts before next Christmas. That's for sure. Um, a lot of people are selling what they don't need. You know, Christmas time, you get a lot of gifts and, and you start accumulating all this stuff. And, you know, we're in a materialistic world and, and you got a lot of stuff in the garage in the basement that you don't need. Sell it. Put it on Marketplace. Put it on Kijiji. Use that money and pay down your mortgage. Don't go out for dinner. Don't buy more gifts. <laughs> don't, don't buy more stuff. Put it down in your mortgage. Put it down in your line of credit. It's nice to declutter. It's nice to get rid of that stuff and, and make room for new stuff, I guess, is what happened at Christmas here. Uh, <laughs> Be honest though, uh, make your goals realistic. Um, the more you sit down and, and look at what you're, what you're doing as a couple, uh, a lot of couples aren't on the same page in terms of finances. So you really want to be honest with each other. Sit down, go through a budget, sit down with a financial planner if you can, go through a detailed cash flow analysis. This will set your foundation for the planning for now and into your future and into your retirement years. A lot of people neglect that part they, they look at their fitness goals and 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 other types of goals but they don't they neglect the financial goals so sitting down with your financial planner and making sure you take advantage of that the service that they provide to go through what what your cash flow should be um, 
over and over again, Don and I sit down with clients that don't even know what they spend on a monthly basis. And, and for us to go through that with, with each individual client is, is something that uh, is very valuable. And it allows you to see what you need in retirement. If you don't go through that cash flow analysis, you really are, you're, you're, you're shooting at a number that's out in the dark. That's, that's really not attainable because you don't know what that number is. So bottom line, sit down with someone or sit down with your, your spouse and go through a, a detailed budget and know what you're spending on a monthly basis. That's the best way to, to get that resolution and get some of those resolutions uh, taken care of. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox and Jay Llewellyn are here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. You can find out more at donfox.net or you can call IG Private Wealth Management at 905-972-7420. Going to take a quick break here. We're coming right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox and Jay Llewellyn are here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. You can find out more at donfox.net or call them at IG Private Wealth Management at 905-972-7420. More financial resolutions as we uh, start off the new year. Yes, this is resolutions part two. You know, as, as I say, re- repetition often is it will help you. And this is one way to get those resolution makers to get doing those changes for this year. And it's, money is so important because one of the biggest stressors, period, actually, um, those working without a financial planner has been proven it's, it adds more stress to those people's lives than anything else. And for people working with a financial planner, it's number two. It causes divorce. It causes health issues. So why not make a couple changes if you're in, if you feel some stress? And uh, I know Jay just went through a, a big list, but I look at you know hire a personal trainer is 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 very good for helping you for your fitness goals, and people have a lot of success for that. I would uh, I would suggest you hire a financial planner because to try to do this on your own, you've tried it yourself for the last who you know ten years, twenty years, however old you are. You need a, a new change, a paradigm shift. And this is the one that might do it. And, and it's been proven that working with a financial planner will add 2.3 times to your net worth. And that's just the average. So look at that as number one. Uh, and once you get into that, paying off the credit cards, as I know Jay talked about debt management and again, consolidating debt, putting it together. And again, a financial planner would say, what's the best way of doing this? Maybe we wrap this into the mortgage, get a, you know, cut up some cards. Um, certainly those money marts, et cetera, get away from those um, loans for sure. And if it means going to a relative, don't be too proud. You know, in fact, one way to accomplish a financial goal is to share your goal with somebody that, because you're, if you kind of keep it in yourself, it's easy to quit on yourself but it's harder to quit if you've shared your financial goals with somebody. So this is a, some of you trust, obviously you don't want to share it with anybody, but it's a very important. And again, it's your part of your personal trainer. This is for your, for finances. Um, evaluate your eating out budget. I know we haven't been eating out as much, but I think everybody, it's just that just went to town once the, those restaurants were open, we could not get a reservation a couple of weeks ago. And it, and, and even going further than that, because everybody's been kind of cooped up because of the pandemic. So evaluate it, might pare it down because there's been a lot of debt you may have accumulated. Uh, a big one here, and please do this, get those wills and power of attorneys looked after. This is one that we can procrastinate 
year in and year out. And it's not a hard one to do. Just book that appointment with your lawyer and get it done. Check in the box and put it away. At least you've looked after that. Um, another one is, uh, you know, you may have accumulated a lot of credit card reward points. And because we weren't traveling, this is a good chance to use them up. And they can be used for a lot of things, particularly if you are booked a trip. Look at those points to see what you can do. Um, analyze your insurance. You know what? Uh, you may have had term insurance. And, you know, your kids have now grown up and you're financially independent. Why do you still have the insurance? I think we get used to just paying it and it, it becomes a habit. So this is a great chance for Jay to go into it or myself and saying is, do you have too much insurance? And maybe cut that back. Yes. Often we find and we'll sit down with clients and they've they've got these term policies that are renewed two or three times over and they haven't reviewed them. And just because they sit in a, a drawer in some some office or in a safe or something like that and, and the premiums have gone out of control, but they just keep paying because they think that's what they have to pay and they don't. Um, give your insurance agent a call, give your financial planner a call and, and review your insurance needs. And if it's if it's been three or four years, it doesn't have to be on renewal either. It can be before the renewal. Maybe your needs have changed. Maybe you don't need as much insurance. So definitely that's a definite big cost to a lot of people's financial plan. And you want to make sure you review that. And you could take that money that's really being wasted at this end because there's no need for it anymore and use that for other goals um, to help your financial independence. And uh, RESP, you know, look at your kids' education. You know, they are going to get to that age eventually and time goes quick. So maybe this is the year you start that RESP and do some catch up because it's a lot easier to, you know, do a little bit, have the government put in all this grant money, it's about $7,200 per student, and then you get free growth. Eventually, the, the student has to pay the tax on that growth, but awesome way to plan for the kid's education. Uh, and again, this is a great way to sit down with a financial planner and, and find that balance between how much RSPs, how much RESPs, and how much TFSAs, and trying to figure what fits you the best. And so when you get through all these resolutions, you know, it, it can be overwhelming. So really, at the end of the day, how do you keep these? One is... Uh, is to make them, as I mentioned, number one is to share it with somebody you trust. Number two is have small improvements. You know, you, you got to walk before you can run. And really, I find financial independence, and we've been doing this for, you know, 36 years now, is really mentality. What people that reach the financial independence versus the ones that don't, it's the way they think. Absolutely, it's, it's amazing. You know, people earn similar amounts of income, but one is far, much, far better off than the other because of their mentality. And usually, they're working with a financial planner. Ditch the all or nothing attitude. If all of a sudden you say, okay, I'm going, I'm going, and all of a sudden you have a bad month, and you say, okay, I'll, I'll start again next year. No, no, pick it up, keep it going. You don't have to quit. And, you know, so at the end of the day, just don't quit. Have a fin you write down maybe three goals that you'd like to attain this year financially and just work at them. And again, as I can't, as I've said a few times, Working with a financial planner, it's like working with a, a personal trainer to reach your goals. We have been planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox and Jay Llewellyn have been here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. You can find out more at donfox.net or you can call them at IG Private Wealth Management at 905-972-7420. Thank you, gentlemen. Another great show. And uh, here's to a happy new year. 
Yes, yeah, here's the you. 2022. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.